0: Hey, listen let's pray before we go to the word why don't you stand with me even here if I get some of you tech people to stand with these great creative people here this morning you might want to hold your Bible in your hand because this is where the power comes Come from on. There's no power anywhere else but in the Word of God. And when you unlock that in your world, and that's why I believe in prayer, okay? So Father, we want to thank you right now for your Word. We thank you for the power of your Word. We thank you, Lord God, that it is ever increasing in our lives. That, Lord, there's no end to your Word. Every time we search out the truth of your Word, there's more. And God, I want to thank you right now, right across every part of our city, our church, our nation, and in the nations beyond that, we declare right now your kingdom come, your will be done in Jesus' name. And anybody right now who's suffering, anybody right now who is, as uh, Rod perfectly prayed this morning, if you're in the middle of a struggle right now, I declare over your life right now the supernatural impartation of faith would go right into the room you're in, wherever you are in the world, wherever you are in your hubs this morning, right now, As you stand up, lift your hand right now and receive a miracle of faith in Jesus' name because I declare over your world today that if God be for us, who can be against us, greater is He that is on the inside of me than he that is in the world. That is the incredible God that I serve. Why does it make you happy? Because He's got it all sorted, guys. When we think we're down and out, when we wonder what the next step is, He's already planned it for us. I declare that over your life right now, and I pray healing, victory, I speak to you the mind, will, emotion, and your physical health today, and I declare it, and pull it into the purposes of God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated, and uh, and take your Bible in hand, get your notebooks ready, as I know um, <coughs> Many of you will have already uh, got your notebooks ready. And uh, I'm just seeing uh, Mr. Kevin Ahern right now with his old-fashioned notebook out writing notes. Some of you have got your iPads. Some of you have got your iPhones. Some of you, um, unfortunately, don't take notes. But uh, notes are one of the great things in our lives that actually, because I, I, I believe, honestly, during the week, it pays to go over these notes and uh, find some truth in there. Even if you don't hear it today, I believe that you will catch it in the Spirit as the week goes by, okay? So just a few thoughts before I really do get into it this morning. We want to introduce, and I think there's a slide coming up, but we want to introduce fasting and uh Behind me on the screen, or on your screen, sorry, there'll be a, a fasting slide right there. And here's what we're going to do. I want to instigate. Can you not hear me? Okay. It is on. Should I change mics, guys? I should. Thank you, Rod. See, this guy's amazing. That's why he's here, okay? And... Uh... So there you go. Now you can hear me. Sorry, fasting. I'm introducing fasting for our church, okay? And uh, so right across, if you're, don't matter what nation, I know there are people in Vietnam, our church in Singapore, and some wonderful people in Vietnam. Uh, I know some of the churches we've been ministering into there, I think of Lamb right now, can't see her online today, but uh, you guys can join with us if you like. But fasting, just let me give you, next week we want to start our fast, okay? So I'm introducing this week so you can kind of prepare yourselves and kind of get yourself in the right attitude because there is an attitude and an expectation that goes with it. But just a couple of things, if I can share this with you, um, I'll give you some things you can expect during a fast I am into fasting, number one. I I am into fasting. I I tell you, if you read the Bible, you'll find uh, many of the great things that happen were results of fasting. If you read the the greats of Christian history, you'll find that many of the greats uh, were men and women who dedicated a fast to the Lord and unlocked supernatural power. But let's just clarify here, just some of the things that fasting will do. It'll get clarity in your life with God's purpose, okay? So write that down. It'll get clarity in your life for God's purpose. You need to grab that, okay? I believe too many people live outside of a devotional life and don't discover clarity in their purpose in God. I want to know God's purpose in my life. And you'll find out in a minute when I bring you the message title for today, okay? That you've got to know your purpose. And it uh, unlocks. But uh, second thought, it'll be challenging. Fasting is challenging. I, I don't care who it is. Uh, many people talk to me about the challenges of trying to begin a fast. It will be challenging, but I'm going to encourage the whole church and our church, online church, everybody to join with us next week, no matter how challenging it is, okay? And uh, I'd love it if you did, because I believe one will put a thousand to flight, two will put 10,000 to flight, but the greater the the momentum happens is the more people fast. And uh, God, see, let me tell you, God, God seems to put his anointing on that, and there is a discipline associated with it, and I think sometimes it's good for us to put a couple of disciplines into our lives. Fasting is a good way to do that. Uh, thirdly, it is a sacrifice, and uh, there'll be things you sacrifice as we enter into this fast. And uh, can I encourage you right now to lay some things aside and let God be the ultimate? That's half of what we're singing this morning is all about that, okay? Because uh, what will it do? It will incre- it'll bring an increase, should I say, into your spiritual transformation. And that's why I am committed to the sacrifice. Let's commit to it this week. Next week, sorry. Let's be committed to it. So write these down, prepare for them, okay? Um, fourthly, um, in, in an emphasis like this, um, I believe we open heaven. We create an atmosphere that's conducive to the miraculous. I don't know about you, but I want to see more of the reaction, the, the miraculous happening in our lives. And uh, and uh, we do pray even right now as I'm watching online. There, uh, we're praying for Rose this morning. Thank you, Stan. We're praying for Rose right now, and anyone else who's right now suffering, who's down with this, uh, what's it called again? Covid Omicron. That's it as they're down with that, and we just pray right now. We thank you for the protection that we've experienced in our church, but we pray for rapid recovery for those right now who are battling with that in Jesus' name. That's part of the reason we're fasting, actually, to increase our the, the spiritual breakthrough, the atmosphere-changing anointing of healing, okay? Fifthly, set aside time, and uh, I believe there's something about the commitment of setting aside time, it's actually a dis- discipline of discipleship in our lives. And uh, I want to be a disciple of Christ. I want to know Christ. I want to know his voice. I want to know the, uh, the, the voice of God with such clarity. In fact, here's the deal. Let's be sensitive to the voice of the Spirit. And I believe fasting causes me to be far more sensitive to the voice of the Spirit. That's why we're doing it, guys. Six, uh, sixth thought on fasting it'll create an awareness of God's presence. Now, we need an awareness of God's presence in this day and age, friend. You walk into very, very unsettled situations in this day and age. People are suffering with fear and, and, uh, and struggling to break through and find their own capacity. But I reckon you and I can bring an awareness of the presence of God into people's lives and unlock the supernatural, okay? And finally, oh, is that, number, is that the final one? No? Uh, yeah, that's it. Number seven. The seventh thought I had was, um, uh, uh, yeah, just that sometimes there's a spiritual resistance. Now, I don't know if you experienced that, I have been through seasons where there seems to be a resistance. It's like you're up against a wall. It's like you're trying to push through. And uh, so I'm going to say, as we do this fast next week, walls are going to break down in Jesus' name. Are you ready for that? Give God a yay. Give me a yay online if you believe that right now, that there's going to be walls coming down, and you're going to have a breakthrough in your incredible key relationship with the God of all creation. So I want to inspire you today. Let's join with us in that fast next week, and uh, let's see what God can do in our nation, in our world, in our lives, okay? Um, So here's where we're going today, the power of your why, the power of your why. I want to, yay, David, Uh, the power of your why. And um, so a lot of people don't have a real cause that they're living for and going with and and excited about, and it gets you out of bed, and it gets you going, and it, it gets you through the struggles, and God knows we all face incredible, to struggle, incredible struggles in life, but I believe right now that God has an incredible breakthrough anointing on this message for people right now that are in the middle of the valley, or in the middle of a struggle, or pushing through, and can't seem to see their way, the power of your why. Uh, there's an old statement that says this, he who has a why to live for, he who has a why to live for, okay, so what's your why? He who has a why to live for can survive any how, any H O W, put in capitals if you like, but any situation like how do I get through here well I've got my why that's going to push me through and my why is basically I have the purpose of God established on my life before I was born God put his hand on my life and said I'm calling you for such a time as this Esther you wouldn't have even heard about Esther Esther would never have been recorded in the Bible if she had not understood that one day there was a why that was bigger than her being a refugee it was bigger than her struggle and I think sometimes we've got to understand what's bigger than our struggle in life and it's the why of God in our life when her uncle Mordecai said to her who knows whether you were not born for such a time as this I want to say that to people that are online right now who knows whether you were not called for such a time as this oh yeah but it's tough yeah it is yes but it's difficult yes it is but we have a why on the inside of us it's called the call of an awesome anointing that God has put on our lives to Samuel Uh, God, uh, God spoke to him and said, before you were born, I knew you in your mother's womb. Ponder that for a moment. Before you were even born, before you ever existed, God saw you in your mother's womb. And right there he said, this is going to be an amazing individual. And you are an individual. God knows you as an individual. Too often we see it as a crowd. But I tell you, my God is the God who will speak to you as an individual, that will call you as an individual, that will strengthen you as an individual. He's the God of all authority. And I encourage you today, the power of your why. And, uh, you know, even though there's only a few of us here in this building, and uh, most of them technical people, of course, making it able for you to, to view this online, but it's never about the number of people, friend. It's always about what's on the inside of the person. And, and I would challenge you with that thought. What's on the inside? What is your why? What is your cause? What, is your, what gets you out of bed in the morning? Because people struggle to get out of bed in the morning. They struggle to see hope in our future. And uh, last week, Pastor Jesse preached on hope. And I want to tell you, your hope will come out of your why. Your hope will come out of what you see in your future and what, mo- what motivates you to be stirred to live for your tomorrow. And God's got a great tomorrow for us, friend. See, it's never about how many people are in the building. It's about how many buildings are actually in the people. That is the truth of it if we really get down to it. See, there's always something bigger that God's got for us. There's always something more that God's got for us. And when God spoke to Abram, Before, when he stepped out of Mesopotamia, here he was relaxing in Mesopotamia. He had the comfort zone all around him and he stepped out of that city and became a tent dweller. And this is why I say fasting may make you uncomfortable, but it will unlock God's destiny in your life. Give me a hallelujah on that if you want to. But but Abraham, he caught the attention of God. And uh, friend, in whatever you're going through this morning, I want to say, let's press through and catch the attention of God. And sometimes you've got to rise up to do that. Sometimes you've just got to get up and go again. I love that. You may have heard my message some time ago, go again, keep going. When you're down, get up and go again and keep going again. See, Abraham, he stepped out and God spoke to him. He caught the attention of God. And uh, I think God is looking for people who will move. God's looking for people who don't just sit back and say, oh, you know, tough season, this COVID season. Wonder when it'll pass. No, people who choose to rise up and say, hey, whatever the season, God is bigger than the season. Do you believe that God's bigger than your season today, friend? Write down, God is bigger than my season. Write it down. Confess it over your life right now. The, 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 I think it's in Psalm 42. It says, the pen of a ready writer is the voice of God in your life. Psalm 42, I think it is somewhere there. And it. And I believe that what we write and what we confess, see, we bring declaration into what God has in our future. I refuse to get trapped in the past. I want to live in the blessing of God. So God promises, always remember this, we are the seed of Abraham. We are by faith right now. That's why we walk by faith. We are the seed of Abraham and we walk in his promise. But God promised Abraham three things. Here they are. Number one, he promised them property. Okay? He said, Man, you're right now you're a nomad living in a tent. But I promise you, in Genesis 12, 3, I think it is, in you. He finished off with this. He said, I'm gonna give you a land, I'm gonna cause your generation to be abundant, and in you, all the people of the earth will be blessed. I believe those words that God gave us. So, what he did, number one, he gave him property, number two, he gave him people, number three, he gave him prominence. And our prominence is that the church today, no matter how you may view the church today, we're meeting in houses all over our city, in many uh, places in the land and the nations right now. But in the middle of that, I want to tell you right now that God is doing amazing miracles, friend. And he, God has not stopped. Don't ever think that this is a chill out time. This is the greatest hour we could ever live, friend. And I challenge you to rise up. The future is always better than the past. And Sunday is our day to rise up and say, yeah, I'm ready for a great future this week. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? Because I believe right now that God's got that in your life. And uh, so just to stir your faith a little bit, the Bible always says that the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. This is why we go to the Word of God this morning, because the truth will set you free. It's not the truth that we, we sort of hear about. It's the truth we become intimate with. I want to be intimate with truth this morning, and uh, and just let, uh, I I, I just had to smile right there, I was just thinking, this week I got this text, I had to go for a a COVID check, all right, so just to let you all know, you're looking at a person who's COVID free right now, all right, which is pretty awesome, and, uh, but I got this beautiful text, Kiora Donald, those of you that are watching from overseas, that means, uh, how you going Donald, okay, Kia ora, that's our Maori language. Kia ora, Donald. How are you going, Donald? Uh, Your rapid antigen test taken on the um, whatever, doesn't matter, was negative. Not you. Now, I love that. A lot of people don't. So the test was negative, but we found you to be an incredibly positive person. So uh, it's interesting, isn't it, how you can look at life and, and whatever's thrown at you, what do you take out of it? Uh, Like, for example, this week I got called pretty, and, uh, and I know I'm incredibly handsome and good looking, but someone actually called me pretty this morning, and I got questioned on the fact of why someone would call me pretty, and I felt I had to lean to the truth of the whole statement. The whole statement was actually, we find you pretty annoying but I tend to try to take only the positive things out of life. So I'm taking the pretty bit, okay? And it's a little bit like this. Uh, Your COVID test was negative, which means I haven't got it, all right? But not you. And so I'm sort of living on a bit of that this week too. And uh, I think if you've got a good why to live for, it will strengthen in who you are and where you know you stand in God and where you're going. And you'll feel good about yourself, and you'll feel great about the future, Okay. So the power of your why this morning, or, or living beyond disruption, because there's a lot of people's lives that have been disrupted in this season, friend. Let's not kid ourselves as people that are really struggling right now because their lives have been disrupted. And I pray for you right now, whatever it is that's, dis- that's been disrupted in your world, I pray that this message will help you to rise again, to shine again, to live again, to dream again, and to put that hope into place again. And so, I love that uh, Paul was a pretty the apostle Paul. He wrote us some great books in the Bible. I don't know at that time whether every thought he ever thought. Here, two thousand years later, we'd be preaching one of his letters in church, but Romans chapter eight verse thirty seven, I love it because Paul taught, you know, defeat, discouragement, depression, all those things that come upon us. I don't believe we're ever meant to live there. I believe those can be seasons in our moments, but the reality is God has more for you this morning, okay? So Paul wrote this to us, and I believe this is an answer to us today. Romans eight thirty seven says, no, we should not live in discouragement. Uh, um, defeat, um, destruction, depression. He's saying, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Can somebody shout a little right there, right where you are? Tell God, I am more than a conqueror. Tell God what you think. No, in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. That's Jesus Christ, okay? God loved us, for God so loved the whole world. Put yourself in that spot this morning, that he so loved you that he gave his life, his son's life, so that you could have everlasting life. And the life is in Christ. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it to the full. So it goes on in verse 38, Paul says, for I am convinced... I'm more than persuaded, I'm convinced, that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither things present nor in the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah! Here's a good photo moment for somebody right there. Our life is in Christ Jesus. And so Paul's telling us here, you've got to live fully convinced. And what are you living fully convinced in? I'm living fully convinced in that the God of my salvation, friend, the God of my salvation, rescued me from a lost eternity and gave me an incredible dream and vision of hope for the future. And right now, I want to declare to you that I am fully convinced that if God be for us, who can be against us? I'm fully convinced, Paul, with Paul, sorry, that in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us because I am convinced, okay? How do you neglect such a great salvation, Paul said? How can you neglect that? And friend, this, is the, this would be the ultimate key of today. Where do you stand? because I believe today is a significant day and a great moment in your life. In the words of Paul, he said this, I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him. I know in whom I have believed. I'm a believer, friend. Whoever you are watching online today, maybe you have no faith. Maybe your belief is is in it's it's in turmoil. You don't know what you believe in, longer. But I want to tell you right now that Paul said, and I agree with Paul. I know in whom I have believed. He is my God, my Savior. He delivered me. He healed me. He picked me up when I was down. And God is for you, not against you. So to live in victory, friend, over the circumstances of your disruption, your disruption. Sorry. Over the circumstances of disruption in your life right now, let me give you 1 John 5, 4, which says this, whatever is born of God overcomes the world, even our faith. There's a promise for you. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. So I'm born again. You're looking at someone that's a new creation. You're looking at someone who surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. And he came into my heart and he said, you are a new creation, brand new. Start again today if you like. And there's some keys to that because I believe, like Job, if you read the book of Job in the Bible, which I've become um, intimately acquainted with the book of Job after the tragic death of my son. And uh, God took me to the book of Job. But Job said this. Why do the righteous suffer? Okay, so I'm sort of saying here, myself included, there's been been quite a disruption in the last two years with COVID and and some of the stuff that's happened in the season. And Job said, why do the righteous suffer? Well, Jesus gave an answer to that, a great answer, and this may be for you today, but Jesus said this, in this world you will have tribulation. In this world you will have disruption, but... Oh, oh man! I've got to hang on. We've got to get this. I've got to have this for this moment. Okay. Believin. B. Be, does Jesus in this world? You will have um, tribulation, disruption, discouragement. In this world, put yourself there. Put your circumstance there right now, and then put a big God butt in the middle of it. That sounds terrible, but anyway, put a put a put a butt 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 God. Okay. And here it is but God, and then here it is, but Jesus said, be of good cheer. I always wondered why I said, I'll drink to that. Cheers. But be of good cheer. Now, how can you be of good cheer when everything's down, when things are not looking good? Well, Jesus said it, be of good cheer. I have overcome. I have overcome the world. And I want to tell you everything that's in that sentence. And uh, sometimes the key, to building, uh, you know, I, I am a builder by trade. I've built many homes, um, commercial buildings and what have you, multi story buildings, and uh, been. But I will tell you one thing about building, and we are, honestly, we're about this year, in fact, uh, uh, some of the values that we're applying, some of the commitment we're applying to our values, should I say, this year. One of them is gather. The second, and that's gather together, friend. If you're not in a in a small group today, get in one. Find yourself around people, man. That's one of the greatest things you'll ever do. Find yourself with people. You've got to gather because people iron sharpens iron, and you'll rub against, and you'll get strong in your life. Um, The second thing we've said is grow. Now I'm probably disappointed uh, uh, as I look at the Christian world today in people's growth because I found that where you thought people had sat in a congregation for years that they had grown. But I found that we really need to grow in God. So just receive that. We've got to grow in God, friend. You've got to grow in your personal relationship. And um, let me tell you, that means building a foundation. I've built a great foundation in my life in Christ through His Word, through the people around me, and to grow. Uh, I don't think it's all about Bible studies. I believe it's having an impartation into your life. I believe it's about actually experiencing God in your walk in life and you'll do that as you gather together with other people. And I think these are great keys. Uh, even in the in the building world, in the building world, as I was building houses, it's very hard to build a foundation in the middle of a storm. In fact, Mostly you would pick your season to do the foundation work and I want to tell you right now we need to build a great foundation in God so when we do face disruption we go through it and we don't sway and fall over and crumble and it'll be all dependent on your foundation you can't build a good foundation during a storm I've literally discovered that in my building trade. But when the weather's great, you can dig a clear, concise foundation and put the right materials in there and it doesn't get weakened or hampered by the weather around you. And you've got to establish your foundational relationship in God. Today, I'm going to give you at the end of this message an opportunity. If you don't have a foundation in God, the first step, and that is making Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. People think they can live without. But we've got to build our confidence in a sovereign God in a sovereign. He is sovereign. If you didn't know it, He's the sovereign God. He knows what's going to happen in the future. He knows all about your past. So we commit our lives to Him. And as we do that, we gather and we grow in God and we see His incredible mercy unlocked in our world, okay? So uh, will you live disappointed or will you live in faith knowing that the sovereign God has your life in His hands? And uh, I just want to give you some practical steps this morning that you can hold on to hope in the middle of a disrupted world or a world that seems crumbling. Number one, and this is my first point for you today, if you read your Bible, that should be my first point, but I'm just going to call it generational legacy. Generational legacy will help you to walk through any disruption in your world. When you find you lose hope, when you find you lose your why, then I can look back on my heritage just in a natural way. I look back at my dad, my dad who was a great encourager in my world, my dad. And I know you all don't have a dad like that, but I had an intimate relationship and great ability to, to dialogue with my dad. It was never monologue, it was dialogue. God is a, is, a, is a dialogue God. God is wanting to dialogue with you. We so often think it's all about monologue, about me saying something here, but you need to develop your generational legacy with God. And how do you do that? You read the Bible and find out the incredible people in the Bible that went through all kinds of disruption and all kinds of disappointing things. But they came out the other side because they would read the incredible truth of the scriptures that unlock God's legacy for our lives. He has a promise for you. Think about Abraham. God said, I'm going to give you incredible favor. You're going to have land. You're going to have people. You're going to have prominent. And that's still, we are the children of Abraham today, and we're going to live in that victory. yee Can't hear you online, but I can see some of you texting back. But um, But we all struggle. We all struggle, guys. And uh, I I want to say this, if they could do it, we can do it. I look at my mum and dad, some of the stuff they went through in life. If they can do it, I can do it. Generational legacy is a great thing, friend. Never under it. Hang out with some old people. Go find someone to hang out with. Go meet somebody. Uh, I, i got a friend who recently caught up with a guy who's 93 years old, and he's made a friendship there, just a young guy. And he said, I've learned so much about hanging with this old guy And he's taught me so much about life and about overcoming the struggles that they went through in their time. And he said, I've realized that I just need to rise up and get going. Generational legacy is a great... See, See, I believe even if you read the word of God, you will find our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. And uh, I pray today, see, I struggle hopefully, okay, because we all go through struggle, all right. Let's not kid ourselves. We all go through struggle. I struggle, hopefully. Everybody say hopefully. Uh, online, I'm talking, uh, not just the tech team. Uh, you guys, I struggle, hopefully. Tell the person I struggle, hopefully, not hopelessly. See, we don't struggle without hope, friend. We struggle with the hope of God's word. That's why Paul said, No, we are more than conquerors through Christ. I want to tell you right now, our struggle is in hope, okay? And uh, so it's about who you trust or it's about where your trust is anchored to be more correct there. Where is your trust anchored today? God is still true to his word, friend. He's still true to his word. And God will carry out what he said he would do. And uh, I, I just believe sometimes we need to understand generational legacy because my Bible tells me that there's a crowd of witnesses cheering me on for tomorrow. And that's generational legacy, friend. If ever you thought about that, they're on the grandstand of our life, cheering us on and saying, man, there's more. What have I done here? Sorry, I've messed up. I've messed up. I've lost my whole thing here now. But uh, here we go. Um, Yeah, anyway, just understand that. Number two, my second point today I'll give you is uh, get your notepads out and write something down. I have found that note-taking or journaling is one of the greatest secrets to being an overcomer, of awakening your why, of awakening the hope that's in you to step beyond the now and into your future destiny in God. So awaken your, write it down, okay? Keep track of God's fingerprint on your life. I think sometimes we lose track of God. We forget what God did five years ago. Write it down and go back over it, and you'll remember how awesome God is in your life, okay? What some people consider ordinary, I have found to be some of the greatest things in my life when I've gone back over it and found out what I wrote down about God's victory in my season. And I believe right now there's some victory in some people's season right now, and I want you to grab a hold of it today in Jesus' name. Amen? So keep a track record. Keep a track record is what I'm basically. saying. three, number three, and we're running out of time. His answer is still yes. God's answer is still yes. God, why am I going through this? Job was like, why are the righteous finding themselves in difficulty? God's answer is still yes, friend. It was hard for me, God says. I remember when my son got killed, and uh, it was a tragic day in my life, and I was angry at God, and I was struggling in my own perspective of God. And then, and I was moaning and groaning to God. And then God to me said to me, yeah, Don, it was hard for me when my son got, had to die and got killed on a cross. But my son died so that your son might have life eternal. And friend, the truth is that right now, God is a yes, God, friend. And he says to you today, I've got it. I've got it. Yeah, I see what you're going through, but I've got it. I've got it for you, friend. And I want to tell you right now, God's answer to you today is, yeah, keep pushing through. Keep pushing through. I just want to encourage someone right now, keep pushing through. Rise up and keep pushing through. Um, Generally, I would say this, that generally your greatest victory normally comes after a time of struggle. I find that in many people's lives who I talk to. Their greatest victory, in fact, the, the struggle is normally the dawn of the victory that you're about to experience. And I, I challenge you to awaken. And my fourth point, along the way. So it's all about the journey, friend. And sometimes the journey can be mundane. And I want to challenge you this morning. Let's be people that can walk through the mundane as excited as we do when things are going good. Most of life is mundane. I, I just watched this week The Karate Kid. It's a classic movie, The Karate Kid. I don't know if you guys have seen it. There'll be people online right now who've seen the Karate Kid. Let me know if you've seen it. Send me a, a message through. Yeah, I've seen the Karate Kid. It's one of my favourite movies. Maybe not the greatest movie you've ever seen, but it's a great classic movie. It's got some great principles in it. The Karate Kid, and it's Daniel, young Jan- Daniel, and he's being bullied, and all this stuff happens. And uh, and uh, Mr. Mr. What does he know? Mr. Miyagi, and uh, he meets this incredible uh, uh, karate man, and. Uh, what I love about Mr. Miyagi, he gets him gets Daniel doing these chores that are mundane. They seem like, how could this possibly be teaching me karate? Wipe it on, wipe it off. Wipe it on, wipe it off. But it was all part of the preparation. And uh, I want to tell you, when Daniel was doing that, he didn't realize that what he was doing seemed mundane, but it was rep- preparing him for a great future. And I want to say right now, whatever you're going through, let it be a preparation in your life. Just keep doing the next right thing. Can I say that to somebody? Just keep doing the next right thing. And that's pretty much what Daniel got into. And just, let me just give you a couple of quick things that, that came out of that for me. Is that, that Daniel, number one, you learn through adversity. You learn through adversity. Number two, uh, there are no shortcuts in life. Let me tell you, friend, there are no shortcuts. Write this one down. Get a good mentor. Get a good mentor. Daniel got a good mentor in his life, and I'll tell you what, it helped him to be an incredible victorious success. Number four, four, number four sorry, commit to your why. Commit to your why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why do I want to go? And finally, never, ever, ever, never, 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 ever, ever, ever give up. Okay? Keep pushing through. Number five, my fifth point today, God shakes things. That's just a fact of life. God disrupts things. And sometimes he disrupts things so you won't settle. And I think right now what a great season for say, I'm not going to settle any longer. I'm going to press up. I'm going to get on. I'm going to rise up in Jesus' name. And I'm going to believe that God may allow Pharaoh to get tougher, but the reality is he's going to release me into a promised land. And I believe sometimes we've got to see beyond where we are right now, and that's the importance of having God's Word in your life. When your world falls apart, friend, Job wrote this in Job 42. He said, I've heard about you with my own ear, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. Get a personal relationship through a great mentor in your life and connect with God for your future. I want to encourage you, let God make Himself visible in every part of your world today. How does that happen? Fall at the feet of Jesus today. Fall at the feet of Jesus and say, Jesus, I lay my life down before you. I need you in my world right now. See, you'll find that every person who fell at the feet of Jesus uh, uh, constrained the love of God to that particular moment. I think of Jarius who came while Jesus was on his way and he, he came and he fell at the feet of Jesus. He said, my little daughter is dying. And there's nothing more horrible than when your daughter is in a place that I've been there and and fell at the feet of Jesus and got his attention and got a miracle. Uriah's got the same miracle. While he's on his way, another woman sneaks in. She moved. In, in fact, right now, wherever you are, watching online, whatever you're doing. Just get up and take a step forward and say, so I'm gonna get a little closer to Jesus. I'm gonna to touch him. I'm gonna to touch what's on him. Maybe, maybe today reach out. Maybe reach out and touch that television. You'll touch your iPad right now or touch your iPhone. I should use every device. Touch your device, sorry. Otherwise, people start to be haters of me because I'm advertising for iPhone. Touch your device and receive a miracle right now. She didn't touch Jesus. She touched the clothing that was on him. She touched the hem of his garment. Touch something in faith this morning and release a miracle in your life. When And think, I don't care where you're at today. You may be outside of God's will. You may be broken. You may be in a place of destruction right now. There was one woman, the Bible says she was caught in the very act of adultery. Religious people dragged her and, and, and intent on stoning her to death. For her sin. And they dragged her and they threw her at the feet of Jesus. I love it, friend. You can't get a better place to fall than at the feet of Jesus. And they laid her in the wrong place because then Jesus said to a woman, Your sins are forgiven. I tell you, we serve a God. And if you fall at his feet today, maybe kneel right where you are right now and say, God, I want to fall at the feet of a holy God this morning. I want to know your victory in my life. Like that woman, I want to know that right now my sins are washed away. I'm free of my past and you've got a whole new future for me in Jesus' name. I believe this is a season, friend, to know the very heart of God in your life. Push your reset button in God. Maybe push your restart button in God today and saying, I want hope to rise in my life. I want my why to become prominent in my world right now so that I can outflow the will of God and the purposes of God in my life. Friend, I want to encourage you right now, wherever you are in life, maybe that's you, God's talking to you today, but there is so much hope in Christ, friend so much hope in Christ. And the reality is that I believe right now, if you can discover God's will and purpose awakened in your life, this is why we're going to do a week of fasting. I believe people need to rediscover the the, the, the destiny and the purpose of God in your heart. You can't live without a purpose. You can't live without hope. You can't live without your why being awakened that stirs you to faith and causes you to push through The disruptions of your world. When the sea was disrupted, the disciples, their Jesus appeared in the middle of their disruption. He speaks to the storm. He speaks to the storm. I speak to the storm in your world today. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor for the Lord is not in vain. Thank you, Karen Richardson, you legend. And I want to tell you right now, friend, that's for you today. And you can rise up in strength knowing that if God before you, who can be against you. I want to encourage you, church. I want to encourage you, online church, wherever you are right now, that there's a miracle right here for you today and understanding your why, and being motivated by your why. Why am I even listening to this today? Because I want to discover hope. I want to attract hope. I want to to, to attract God's will in my life right now. I want to be the overcomer that Paul was talking about. Let me pray for you right now. And before I pray, actually, if you're watching online today, and maybe you are distant from God, maybe you have no connection with Jesus Christ, then maybe today, Maybe right now you could just, wherever you are, friend, wherever you are, just fall to your knees right now and say, Jesus, I acknowledge you as my Savior. Jesus, I surrender. See, it's a place of surrender. Every person. You read the Bible, the people who fell at the feet of Jesus, and every time they fell there, he stopped. He had, they, they had his sole attention. Jesus stops when you fall at his feet, friend. I've been there many times and falling at the feet of Jesus. Jesus, I don't know what to do here. The disruption's too big. I don't know how to face this circumstance. But God, right now, I need you in my world. And I want to tell you, God stops. And His attention goes in you, and I've experienced victories time after time after time. Maybe right now, just fall on your feet. You might need Jesus as your Savior. You might need a miracle in your life right now. You might need a financial breakthrough. Everything that God promised Abraham is your promise today. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. There are families right now that are going through incredible brokenness. Maybe your why gets awakened today to bring hope to broken families. I really believe today there's a huge hope developing in us as a church-inspired church. That's why we're going to fast. We're going to commit this fast so that our our why would be awakened to a greater degree of intensity and we bring hope in you, all the families of the earth, shall be blessed receive it right now right where you are God let me pray for your people Lord people all over the world right now in different hubs around our city in small groups around our city watching this service online I declare over your life right now the incredible unlocking of God's blessing and hope and victory in your life I speak to the disruptions in your world and I pray that they would be an activator of truth of relationship with God right now in your heart that in Jesus name you would be unlocked to such a degree that you would find yourself reinvented in Jesus' name reinvent yourself in the Holy Spirit, friend. Get into that week of fasting and see yourself get reinvented. I've done it many times, reinventing myself to get in line with God's purpose on my life. Because without his purpose, friend, I find myself drifting. I find myself without aim, without direction. And I want to be on course with God. I prophesy to someone watching this right now that this is your day to get back on course, that there's going to come new direction in your life, that there's going to come a central theme Your world in this season that's gonna point you. Your compass bearing is about to come right online with a true north, and God is on the hills, and you're gonna lift up your eyes, and you're not gonna look in the valley, and you're gonna look to the hills from whence cometh your salvation, the Bible says. And I see that happening for someone right now that's struggling in hope, struggling in victory. In Jesus' name, I declare over your lives, over our church right now, that this is the day that the Lord has made. you can rise up and be blessed in Jesus mighty name I love you friend and be encouraged right now in that hub pray for each other stir each other's faith up because ultimately it's our faith that gets encouraged stir each other's faith up speak a couple of miracles speak a couple of stories of miracles right now in your hub or in your small group or wherever you are with somebody who can agree with you that this is the day that the Lord has made I love you God bless you. Be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.